Well, what got you into music, Travis? Um, so I guess I was always into music mm-hmm. ever since I was a little kid. Um, I didn't start getting interested in playing music until I was kind of my teenage years. Yeah. Uh, but the first band that I really grasped onto when I was probably probably about five or six years old is when uh, my dad got me into Pink Floyd. Ooh, what's yeah, on? Yeah, it was what's Dark on? Side of the Moon, okay. and I for some reason I just grasped onto that. And um, I guess you could say that was my first like real favorite band. Mm. So that's how you got into like all the guitar playing from Pink Floyd and everything, or was that from like school or growing up from family? Yeah, no? um, the guitar playing thing was yeah. different. I think that was the first time that I ever realized that I I enjoyed music, mm. you know, like actually enjoyed it. Um, as far as guitar playing goes, though, that was a bit later. That was middle school, Ooh. and uh, I just had a lot of friends that played guitar, and I thought that was really cool. My cousin played guitar. I was like, all right all these people around me are playing guitar. I want to learn how to do that. Um, so that's what initially got me to pick it up. Uh, and from there, it was kind of just friends showing me different music and kind of expanding my horizons as far as guitar playing went. Cause it started out with just being what was on the radio at the time, which was like was early two thousands, like Lincoln park and uh, stone sour and like all the, all I don't the, know, radio yeah. alternative rock bands. Oh, did you listen to like Nickelback or breaking management at all or no? uh nickelback the songs that i guess were on the radio yeah you know the the the, the bigger bigger ones i never really picked up a nickelback album though and like no. listened to it from front to back what I, they probably I, I like their heavier songs and i i guarantee you there's probably songs in their catalog that i'm just not aware of that's fair that's fair um breaking benjamin mm-hmm. i like them a bit more because they were on the, the heavier side of things yeah that's fair. So you probably got into like, what is it? Disturbed, Asking Alexandria and those kind of guys and everything then, probably? Asking Alexandria, not yeah. really. Really? I'm surprised yeah, about it's not, that, actually. Not because I don't enjoy their music, but <clears> just because I never really checked them out. Oh, that's a, no, okay. The, <laughs> yeah, okay, I know. that is surprising. Okay. Have you checked out them now or no? Um, Yeah, so mm-hmm. I got into a couple of songs of theirs. God, it probably they probably would have come out like five or six years ago. I can't even tell you what album it was oh, on, but good. it's definitely newer. Asking Alexandria stuff, because okay. I know in the beginning <laughs> they were kind of that stereotypical Sumerian core stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I never got into that kind of Asking Alexandria. I'm the same way as you. I found them like the newer, newer albums and everything. That's how gotcha. I found them. So like the more popular stuff that people are like, oh, they're so popular, but they're still metal. Right. They're still metal. Yeah. yeah that's that's i think that's weird about like the metal scene where they're like oh if you consider this metal where it's literally it is like they think pop is more metal it's the metal scene's so weird man it's so strange it spans so many genres now yeah right because there's you you have subgenres so i don't get why people are so like oh this is this is a subgenre that's metal there's too many subgenres. I can't keep up with them. Right? Are you are you into TikTok? Do you get like go through TikTok and just rummage through it at all, or no? No. So I I did not fall into that rabbit hole. Really? I had a lot of friends that did, but I I can say that I do it on Instagram every now and then, mm-hmm. which is no different. There's a there's a degree ish. Is is there? See, I, I think don't know. So. I think it's I've heard weird stories about Instagram compared to TikTok because TikTok I think you get a lot more dumber videos and then 
Instagram, okay. you don't? I don't know. I've not gone down the Instagram rabbit hole yet. I could try. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have friends that send me TikTok videos. Yeah. And I feel like they're seeing kind of the same stuff I find on Instagram, the shorts. Yeah. Okay. Not really that much different. Not I mean, different. when TikTok initially came around, it was way different. Yeah. It was like a dance dancing thing, right? Right. It was like a lot more videos of kids, I guess, just doing yeah. weird stuff. We don't talk don't about that. we don't talk about that weird era. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, have you worked on like any? Do you okay? AI. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you think of it? Is it good or bad? Have you worked on any stuff in with Kill the Lights or anything with AI stuff before or not? Nah? Uh, with Kill the Lights, no, no. Uh, okay. Hi. Oh, <laughs> what I've mainly done with AI myself <laughs> is using like Mid Journey or okay. trying. Dolly, which I, I think mm. is OpenAI's version of Midjourney. Either way, it's just it's all art related. Okay, it's not bad. Like, I do. Do you think it's like good or bad? What What is your take on AI? I I think it can it can definitely be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it speeds up the production process of certain things. Uh, it can help you get out of a rut creatively. Like if you're not I, like I've seen it used in cases where you use it more for inspiration rather than just trying to create art and then use mm-hmm. that because it comes up with wild stuff. Like anytime I put in a prompt in mid journey, it comes up with something that I would have never personally thought of. Um, but I don't know. I guess there, there's a bad side too, where it takes, obviously it takes the human element out of things. Um, and as far as music goes, that's where you're kind of, walking a fine line yeah. because I've heard, I've heard AI generated metal that does. you seen the plankton better. stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that song when that, when did that come out? Like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was like ago. a month or a month or so ago. So funny. And I was like, man, this song has no right being yeah. this good. Right. It's super catchy. It's like, there's a whole entire, like, I think there's a, they even have like a plankton band now or something. There's like a plankton like kind of like thing going on or some kind of metal I AI. I don't band. doubt it because I think SpongeBob was in the the song too, yeah. and it like nails the the vocals perfectly. Mm-hmm. But from I, I researched that a little bit. Yeah. So the song itself, I don't think was AI generated. What was AI generated was the voices. Right. Right. So the guy that writes that music, his YouTube, he has a big YouTube channel. But that dude is extremely talented because he he comes up with all that he writes the music, but he used the AI to replace his voice with Plankton and SpongeBob and stuff. But it's crazy that it does it that convincingly. Wow, that's sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to make a side project now to wrap this. That's that's the uh, that's the yeah. goal now. That's <laughs> the goal. I guess that's where. I guess, whatever members you want now. Yeah, you can have unlimited members now. Like you right. have like a choir. Like that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. If you could pick any song on the internet, if you had to like, if you can make it, what would it be? Like a song that's already made. Yeah, like, like it's already made. Your like favorite song. You wish that you made it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a tough choice. Mm-hmm. Initially, my mind was going to something dream theater related, but I don't even know at this point. Um, trying to think of a song that has like a riff where it's like okay that yeah that riff yeah 
Maybe something by Born of Osiris. Oh, that's a ooh, I like that pick. Something. Um, I I love the album The Discovery that had Jason mm, Richardson on it. That was a good one. That was a while back. Yeah, it was a while back. That yeah. was like ten years ago, maybe over ten years ago. Now. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know. All right, let's <laughs> go with Periphery. Oh, Periphery, dude, Periphery's a good pick. Periphery's a good. Pick. Um, I don't know that song Marigold is really good. I'm trying to think what uh, I would pick, like something from White Chapel. Ooh. Yeah, like probably something from the Kin album. Something okay. From there. Maybe. I like. I, oh. Yeah. Hmm. Bleed by Mashuga. Oh. Okay. That's become like one of the most iconic metal riffs of all time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's sick. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. That'll be my choice. Hmm. What was your first concert you went to, Travis? It was actually a really cool one. Hmm. Um, so it was uh, it was Metallica. It was in 2003, 2004. But they used to do this tour back then. It was a festival tour called Summer Sanitarium. Ooh. And the lineup that year was Metallica, Linkin Park, Deftones, and Limp Bizkit. Dude, you got well on your first concert. Jeez. Yeah, but the cool part about it was... Um, Lincoln Park did a DVD called Live in Texas, and people consider it to be like pretty much the best Lincoln Park show of all time because it was right in the middle of their hybrid theory and Meteora touring cycle. So the set list was just perfect. That was the show that it was filmed at. No. It was the first show that I ever went to. That's insane. Yeah. You got to experience history right there, Travis. I know, right? Like if you go on YouTube and you watch that concert video, there's just hundreds of comments of people being like, oh my God, the people that got to be at the show are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And that, that actually got to be my first that show was ever. That was yeah. Wow. Yeah, got, yeah, that's lucky, right? That's crazy. Dude, mine, yeah. was a, mine was pretty puny. Mine was just a Disney Channel band called R5. And I'm like, dang, this isn't... This isn't what kind of music is it? It's pop music. It was just a pop, oh. pop band. Well, Do you know Ross Lynch? name sounds familiar yeah he's like he has like his solo project now called the driver era he was basically his own band it was a disney channel band he was was on austin alley yeah r5 so i'm gonna look this up (laughs) (laughs) they're they're disbanded now but yeah that was like back in the day when i went i was like what is it 12 i don't know 10 or something eight okay and i'm like dude that that was like i wish i went to a metal show when that was my first show but not I wasn't that lucky, but mm, it happens. It happens to the best of us. What? As soon as I started playing guitar, it was like metal. That's metal? That so like yeah, it's just I just became obsessed with it. So that was like the very first show that I think mm-hmm. I ever I ever showed interest in oh, going. Okay. Yeah. So did who was your influences then for guitar playing then? It's changed a lot over the years, but yeah. initially, um, it was Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield from Metallica. Nice. Uh, a friend of mine showed me the song One mm. on the way home from school one day. And I had no idea that people could play guitar like that. So that just like pushed me. And that's what pushed me into listening to more technical music and figuring out about all the uh, guitar players that eventually became my biggest influences. Um, but back then, it was the two guys from Metallica. And then that uh, 
led me to discover Dream Theater, which John Petrucci, he's still one of my big influences. Um, and then also Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. Um, but I then uh, I discovered a band called Nevermore. Uh, their guitar player's name is Jeff Loomis. And uh, he became one of my biggest influences. And I actually ended up playing in a band with him later on. So it's quite one of those cool stories where I had posters of him up on my wall and would go fanboy at shows and stuff. And then, you know, 10, 15 years later, he hits me up to play with him. It was like a full circle moment for you. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, John Petrucci, Jeff Loomis, Steve Vai. I'd say those are like top three influences. Yeah. I got to see Steve Vai recently, and he's sick live. He's really good live. He's really good. I haven't seen mm-hmm. him live in probably six or seven years, but oh, wow. every time I have seen him, I've, I've never been disappointed. Yeah. He puts on an amazing show every single time. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything bad. No. Yeah. Who who are three bands or artists you hope to see in the next four years, Travis? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I got to go through my... Yeah. Uh, go through your Spotify. Or iTunes. I don't know what you use, but... Yeah. So Bad Omens is one that every time I've tried to see them over the past couple of years, the show is like... Really? Sold, sold out within yeah. like half an hour. Mm-hmm. You got to go through like sculptors or anything like that. It's just hard. It's very hard. I know. Oof. Oh, Opeth. I've never gotten to see them. Mm. Good pick. It's it's never worked out that I've gotten to see them before. Let's see. I've gotten to see a lot of my favorite artists. Let me go through my list too. Let me see. Tesseract. Oh, Tesseract. I haven't seen them in a very long time. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Tesseract, Opeth, and Bad Omens would probably I, be top three. Yeah, yeah. For me, it would be Architects. I want to see okay. Architects. I would say Word Alive. Word Alive's one. Yeah. And then, hmm. Against the Current. Currents? Against the Current. Against the current. Against the current. They're like a pop, but they also do rock. Odd, odd song here and there. Honestly, okay. she it it's a female front to band, but literally her her voice could literally do screams. I'm mean, so many people want her to do like metal music, and she she needs to, but she hasn't though. But yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to look them. You got You got to check them out. They're really good. So R five <laughs> and against the current. <laughs> just gonna make you just listen to <laughs> pop music the whole entire time. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, Are I like you... I like pop music. I've yeah. never been to a pop show though. Really? Yeah, that's I've heard the production thing. value just in that level is insane. It it's surprising how much they go all out and everything like production, stage, like everything. And well, the only thing I've been seeing a lot for crazy production level is baby metal. Okay. Baby metal's insane, dude, and that's metal though. But that's, that's. But pop wise, it's one person I saw recently was NF, and his is insane. Like it's a big stage, huge back wall lighting, LEDs, and everything. Huge stage, and it's just him and a drummer. That's it. It's just two people. Just two people. Yeah, that's sweet, right? And they're crazy. It's crazy production crazy i got to see 
I got to see Tool recently. Ooh. I'm not the biggest Tool fan. Yeah. But um, a friend of mine was like, hey, I've got an extra ticket. Somebody Ooh. bailed. Do you want to go? I was like, yeah, sure. I've never gotten to see them. So I went and like the music for me was like, okay, I like the, the songs that I, I recognized, you know, they're bigger hits. Um, but the cool part about the show was just how how insane the uh, the production was. Yeah. Like they had these massive LED walls and just lasers shooting everywhere. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Right. Even though I wasn't really into the music the whole time, the, the production made yeah. it worth seeing. Yeah, I got to see, I think, the same tour, actually. And the literally, the walls are crazy. Though I, I'm not a, much of a Tool fan either, but the one thing I absolutely love about Tool is their riffs. Like, they have an, yeah. insane riffs. Uh, riffs, rhythms, in general. I just love their guitar parts. That's the main thing that I love about Tool. I think... Still, I've seen I've seen Meshuggah twice over the past couple of years, and I feel like they blow every band away as far as live goes because yeah. I don't know that their light show I feel like can't be beaten. It's just syncopated to every single beat of the music, and uh, like the 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 members of the band don't even really move. It's just uh, I don't know the LED walls behind them make like these silhouettes. And it just looks like menacing the whole time because there's these really tall Swedish dudes and there's just lasers going everywhere. I don't know. It's like the coolest thing ever. Oh. They don't have to do anything. They're just standing there. They just have a light show behind them. And it's the tightest live band you'll ever see. Sick. Yeah. Dope. Huh. If you get the chance, do it. Even if you don't like the music, it's worth seeing the show. Worth it. Okay. Yeah. You have a new record that's coming out. Yeah. Are you excited? We do. Are you nervous? Oh yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit, I guess. Both. You know, um, we've been working on it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. The first one came out in 2020, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, once pandemic stuff happened, we were like, okay, we might as well start writing because we're not going to be doing much else. Yeah. And uh, that lasted a lot longer than we thought it was going to, so we just kept writing, and I think we ended up writing like 25, 30 songs over you know, the course of three years or so. And then we had to cut that down to the best 11 or 12. Um, but we're really happy with the way that it turned out. Our only goal with that album was that we felt like it had to top the first one. Cool. And, um, you know, we struggled throughout the writing process with that because there are a couple of times where we're like, oh, we got to start over. Um, but luckily we we held to what we had there and uh, I think we ended up writing an album that did, you know, ended up being better than the first one. Like we wanted it to be. That's good. Yeah. I feel like every band that want, they make a new record, they want to succeed from the last record. I think every band's yeah. like that. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. How do, how do you hope the fans will take, a, take away from this record? Like any, any predictions you think? Well, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a bit more divisive. But I hope people just give it a chance because yeah. uh, the first album was, I was going to say pretty much. No, it, it is. It's all Jordan, the other guitarist, Jordan Whalen. It was a bunch of his demos that we all reworked over a couple of years. So that album is essentially like jordan whalen version of kill the lights that's crazy which okay. which i really I, I really like i really enjoy that mm -hmm. but um this album is like the first real kill the lights album because everybody put in 
um, you know, their input for these songs. Nice. It wasn't just Jordan. So um, him and I wrote, it was split pretty much 50, 50, um, but everybody had their input on the arrangement. Um, so I just hope people give it an actual listen. That's Cause good. Uh, I feel like you'll find a lot there. We covered a lot more ground with this one. How long was the recording process like in the writing process like? So the writing process was mm -hmm. a couple of years. Uh, the recording process went really, really quick. Uh, we did that was this last summer. I guess it was the summer before. So it was about two years, two ago. years ago. Okay. Um, we recorded all the drums and did the final pre-production in the UK. So we like finalized all the songs with our producer. And then as we did that, we, we tracked the final drums. And then I went back home and I recorded all the guitars and did the bass within a month. And then vocals were done within a month or so after that. So the, the recording process took less than six months, but the writing was like two and a half years. That's fair. So yeah, it's about three years total. That's pretty good. That's yeah. That's that's a normal album. I think a lot of bands have done. I think it's like a two to three year span of like mm -hmm. writing, recording, and everything, getting the mix and that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. oh. but see, usually in an album cycle, there's a lot of touring with it. But we didn't. Yeah, didn't get a chance to do that. So it was mm -hmm. just a lot of writing. So we okay. got a lot, a lot of stuff left over for. Mm -hmm for the next one that we can start yeah. working on. Well, I was going to actually ask about that. Have you given a thought what the album touring cycle might be like anywhere you want to play that you haven't before? Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, with this, with this band in particular. Yeah. Because we've only done a couple of very short tours, which were yeah. in the UK. Um, there's one with the band monuments and one with bleed from within. Mm -hmm. And they were both only about a week and a half, two mm -hmm. weeks long. So we, we've got a lot of touring to do. Yeah. So uh, right now we have a tour planned for May, April mm -hmm. and May, which is a headline tour in the UK and Europe. And then after that, we just want to tour like crazy over nice. here in the US. Oh, haven't done that yet. So Ooh. that's oh. our goal. That's a good goal. It's a very good yeah. goal. You should tour across Canada just because I'm in Canada. And also there's a lot of people in Canada that would like to hear you guys. Where are you in Canada? Winnipeg. Oh, okay. I've been to Winnipeg many times. Oh, sick. What's yeah, I also played in a, well, still play in a metal band out of Hamilton. Oh, which band? It's called Threat Signal. I've heard of Threat Signal. A little bit, but not like crazy amount, but like they're like very underground-ish, but yeah. Yeah, um, it's been around since like 2007, but I mm. have done a lot of cross-Canada touring. Sick. Yeah. What's your favorite um venue that you've been to Ooh. Mm -hmm. okay there's a lot that i can't remember that's right uh but the, the one that really really sticks out in my head it's called the rave oh, it's yeah, in rave. milwaukee wisconsin mm -hmm. um i don't know it's cool it, 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 do you know anything about it? Yeah, I know about the, what is it, the pool, the underground pool, yeah. I think, yeah. Yep, there's the whole yeah. apparently haunted, haunted pool room. area, and yeah. then um, upstairs there's like this massive ballroom. Oh, I didn't know about that um, one. Hmm. Yeah, it, you have to, I don't know, I don't think there are shows there anymore, but oh. it's a huge ballroom on the top floor that you can go to, and then it has a couple of venues on the middle floor, and then there's the pool under, I don't know, There's it's just a 
It's a cool vibe there. I like it. <laughs> you got to go back there for your next tour. That's what you got to do. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, it's been about 10 years since ten I played years. there. Okay, then, yeah. Maybe not 10. I guess it was like 2016, the last time I played there, but okay, it's, it's getting close to, close to 10 years. Let's get it up there. It's like, what is it? Six, maybe seven, you know, possibly. Eight? Eight. Yeah, it's eight years at this okay. point. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Is there any uh, date on your UK tour that you're excited about? To be honest, I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, <laughs> I'm honestly the kind of person that like, it's like, yeah, I'm going on tour um, at this during this time frame. Yeah. But I just kind of live it day by day. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going here tomorrow. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, we we are going to Prague in the Czech Republic, which is probably mm. my favorite city I've ever been to. Do you yeah. have like a specific spot that you get food or coffee at that you're like, yes, I need to get go there? Um, there's like a town square mm-hmm. kind of area with this uh, huge clock tower there. You'll Ooh. have to look it up because it's like a I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but it's a really famous clock tower from there that has a cool story behind it. Um, but I, I just love the architecture there. Everything looks, obviously it's very old, but everything looks like a castle. I don't know. It's just very epic looking. Yeah, probably yeah. like it's like Assassin's Creed vibe or like yeah. old modern stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, That's sick. What what song feels most personal to you on the record? So from a lyrical standpoint mm. and I'm guitars. And guitars. Lyrical, I'm just gonna say I have no clue. <laughs> Lyrics are the last thing that I listen to in music. Oh really? Yeah, like I there are songs I've been listening to for twenty years now and I couldn't even tell you what the lyrics are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know, I just don't pay attention to them. That's a new one. I, I pay attention more to the vocal melody rather than I do the lyrical content. Ooh. So like, I I can't tell you what any of the Kill the Light songs are about. I have no no clue. You have to ask James about that. You good, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> but no. How about your favorite riff on the record then? Favorite riff. Yeah, favorite riff. Other song. The second song on the album is called Die Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a very bouncy. Lamb of God type riff. The midsection is very Pantera-ish. Um, and I remember when I sent that song to the, to the guys, they were like, yes, that that riff. So I'm hoping that people are going to hear that and be like, yeah, that's the one. That's a riff on this album. Okay. Yeah. Well, I really hope so. I hope people like it. We're going to yeah, bait our I heads. Hope gonna... I hope you get mosh I, from I it. Hope they, I hope they don't hate it for sure. <laughs> Are so you scared you. about people hating it? I'm not really scared about that anymore. Okay. I I used to be whatever officially on released on a label was back in 2009. Yeah. And at that point, I'd only been playing guitar for like six years. Mm. Um, still kind of not still kind of. I was very green to everything, and back then I was a lot more self conscious to self conscious about um comments on the internet and what people thought. Mm-hmm. But now. I I just care about if I like it or not. Yeah. You know, that, if yeah. if I feel fulfilled um with what I wrote, I don't care if people dislike it. 
Yeah, I don't think every anyone should do like you. You're the artist. You're the person that's making the music, and you're like, this is what it means. This is what resonates with me. They should right. realize that. Like, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could have listeners, fans, remember one thing about yourself, Travis. What do you want them to remember you by? What? That's a tough question. It's a fun question. I like it always. <laughs> What would I want them to remember me by? Yeah, if they had one thing. One thing about yourself. One. This dude this wrote dude. some sick riffs. Mm. <laughs> that would be sweet. Okay, okay. I like that. What was the best piece of advice you've ever gotten for doing music, Travis? Um. Ooh. Mm. I don't even know. I'm having to think about that. That's fine. <laughs> He's playful. Dude, I'm drawing a blank on this one. You're good. You're good. If you get, if you don't know, you don't know. No, I know there's something up there. <laughs> but I'm getting like test anxiety on this question. <laughs> it shouldn't be a test. It shouldn't. I have that really bad. What? Like I, I feel like any conversation I have with somebody what? is like like I'm taking you? a test. Nah. Yeah. That's just the way my brain works. So usually I'll finish a conversation with somebody and be like, why did I, why did I say that? Aww. No, don't think that way. Like, that's the same thing with <laughs> me with with people. I'm like, oh, it's a new new person I'm trying to connect with. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say the right things. And turns right. out I never do. Turns out I never do. It, it, Sometimes that's all right. Then you're like, man, that right. guy was weird, but like a good kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that might work out. Who knows? Yeah, man, I'm drawing a blank. You're good. You're good. You're good, Travis. That's fine. If you talk to yourself from a year from now, what would you want to tell yourself? Um, stop worrying hmm. about everything. Yeah. Um, especially with music. I don't know, ever since, uh, I was going to say ever since the pandemic stuff happened, mm -hmm. things changed, but th uh, that is true. But it's just like, it's it set me on this course of like kind of worrying about um, where music stuff is going as far mm -hmm. as in, in my life. And I feel like uh, if I just relax and let things happen, then it seems to go the way that I hope it would go. But if I sit there mm -hmm. and stress about it, then that's not good for anybody. No. So, past Travis, just relax. Relax. You'll be yeah. fine. You're good. Yeah. Nice. I like it. What do you want the people to know, Travis? I guess new record that's coming out in, what is it, next month? A couple weeks? Yeah. It's yeah. actually really soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's like really weeks. soon. Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. Ooh. All right. So, we mm -hmm. have a new album coming out called Death Melodies. It's coming out in March. I don't know the exact date, but it's in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, we're also going on tour in the UK and Europe in April and May. Mm -hmm. um, Go see him. After that, I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, we'll be in the United States at that point. But anyways, check out Kill the Lights. Listen to our new album. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Sick. <laughs>